Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to the channel. My name's Luke Bricker, the spiritual nomad, and I made a Instagram carousel that is eight signs that you are growing spiritually. And I wanted to come on here with my YouTube family and share with you what those eight signs are. The first sign that you are growing spiritually is that you have clarity about who you are apart from what you do. And we've all been at that party and you're talking to people and they're like, so what do you do? And I've really resisted answering that in the most traditional way because I realized that, sure, like I do stuff in the world. I do this right here, right now, but this isn't really defining of who I am as a person. And so when you look at who you're growing into being spiritually, you're identifying more with who you are, your true identity, the divine essence of your being, that you are a infinite being having a human experience, that you are a soul having a human experience, that you have a body, you have a vocation, you have a role, but you fundamentally are not those things. You are greater than all of those things incarnated in this body for a very limited specific time. And that we can choose to identify with what we do in the world or we can choose to identify with our more infinite spiritual nature, that you're identified more with who you are beyond all of the roles and things that we play in the illusions of life. Number two, you're becoming less anxious about the unknown. It's very unknown. The world that we live in is very unknown. It's very volatile right now. And a way that you can know that you're growing spiritually is that you're less anxious about what happens in the future. You're not really thinking about the future in ways that you might have thought about them in the past. You're open to the possibilities and actually the unknown doesn't become something that causes anxiety. It actually is something that causes awe and wonder in our life. It's something that we become now excited about because it becomes this great unfoldment and you begin to look forward to the unknown and you begin to accept the unknown as not something that is negative, but actually what could this be full of? What is pregnant in the future to come? And so that's a reprogramming spiritually and psychologically over time to not be so fearful about the future. Our anxiety about the unknown comes from thinking that there's going to be something bad happening around the corner. And this just comes from a lot of programming, maybe the way that you were brought up. But what we grow into spiritually is thinking, what are the immense possibilities? You begin to get caught up in the magic of life. You begin to really see that there is endless possibilities that can happen in the unknown. Number three, you are not as easily excited about short-term pleasure and or gratification. And this is something, especially for us who are millennials, who have been marketed and advertised to our whole freaking life. And I can only imagine how much more intense this is for younger folks like Gen Z. But when you begin to grow spiritually, you begin to realize that these things outside of me and these pleasures, these short-term gratifications are not going to bring any more wholeness into my life. You know, I grew up, you know, in the Nickelodeon era of life, right? You're always watching all of these things on the screen, these awesome toys and these, you know, rad video games. And you're just thinking, man, if I could just play that game, or if I could just have that toy, all of a sudden, my life is going to be that much more awesome, you know, and there's that piece you want to brag to your friends about all the sick stuff that you have, you know, and you become excited about that. You become trained to be excited about these um, pleasures and gratifications 
thinking that somehow within them, it's going to create some level of wholeness within you. What we begin to learn spiritually as we're growing is that excitement is actually on the same wavelength of anxiety. And so what we can do is, is sometimes we can get too excited about things and it becomes this high. It's this opposite side of anxiety and we become on this high and then we crash down and then all of a sudden the lows become that much more low. And so what we can learn to do as we're growing spiritually is learn that these short-term things, these quick gratifications are not going to bring any greater level of healing into our life. That these things just become another element of separation if we allow them to. And that these things can become ultimately rulers of our life. And when we're excited about them, we give them the energy of being the lords of our life. And so when we bring our excitement back into us, whenever we don't give ourselves to excitement or anxiety, which are on the same sort of wavelength in your mind from a psychological standpoint, when you resist being so excited about these short-term things, it breaks their power and you're able then to witness, experience, have life be this beautiful thing, but you aren't excited and attached to it. And when it's not there, it's okay because you don't need it to, in order for you to find your peace, in order for you to be grounded. You're able to exist apart from anything outside of you. You have everything within you. And so these experiences, these gratifications, these pleasures aren't going to give you anything that you don't already have. Number four, you're learning to be at peace with your instinct decisions and not second guess yourself. This has been a big one for me because really this is about developing intuition. And so many of us, we have these sort of gut instincts, these gut feelings. We know what is right for our life, but we've been conditioned to maybe dismiss those. We've been conditioned that we need to think more rationally or logically about our life. And there is a time for logic and ration. It's a tool, but dude, it is so freaking annoying whenever I have allowed ration and logic to be the Lord of my life. I have to understand that my instincts, what is innately within me, these things that I want to do and contribute to the world, whether it be through what I give through my work or what I do in my family or what I just do on my everyday living, like these instinct decisions, my gut instinct decisions are what is really the divine guidance for my life. And learning to not second guess those, because we can begin to live into that. Maybe it feels whimsical at first, that it feels sketchy and it feels like something that is, you know, a little uh, taboo and like, oh man, I'm living on the edge by just going with my gut decision and being sporadic. What can happen is, after that funness dissolves, we begin to second guess ourselves and, oh man, maybe I was just sort of like, you know, had too much of a microdose that day or whatever it might be. Like we start second guessing ourselves for our instinct decisions and growing spiritually means that, no, I live into my instincts. I base my life on intuition. I give myself to whatever it is that I feel is right to give myself to, and I don't second guess it because I trust that that was true, that that was a spark from the divine, that I'm walking into the path and the fullness of life that I'm called to live into. And we don't second guess that anymore. And we grow into that. And so this is a place where we can really be at peace. 
and find deep peace with our instinct, our intuition, without second guessing and knowing that we are moving on the right path. Number five, you're beginning to hold life with an open hand instead of a clenched fist. And this goes to really a a bigger conversation about surrender. This is about you letting life happen. This is, as the Taoists say, Wu Wei. This is effortless action. This is you being able to witness the events of life, participate in the events of life, exerting will only insofar as the things that are being brought to the surface and partnering and dancing with life instead of bringing your control and manipulation to the events of life. And this has been really crucial for me on my spiritual journey to know that everything that is happening is happening in perfect time and in perfect order that I don't have to sort of grit and bear it and make my fist and make my way in the world, but rather I can relax and I can surrender and I can yield to all that's happening. And I certainly do have desire, but not the desire that goes against the natural course of what's happening. Because that's whenever we find friction in our life. That's whenever we find dissension and disintegration within us is whenever we are sort of trying to make life happen in a particular way instead of participating with the natural flow of what is happening around us. And so you can begin to see in yourself that you're growing spiritually whenever you hold life with an open hand and you participate with life and you're not controlling and manipulating yourself circumstances, events, or anyone else around you. You are working with what is. Number six, you are realizing that you have a unique role in the world and are moving beyond comparison. Each and every one of us have a unique role in the world. We have some way that we are to contribute in the world. Certainly our identity shouldn't be around this. This goes back to point one, but We should be able to witness and observe what are the things that make us come alive? What's the passion in our life? And we begin to see that this is the divine that is wanting to emerge as you in the world, that God himself has given a piece of him in you, that you have a image in you that is like God and that your life is to really excavate what has been placed inside of you and that you have a unique role, and that it's not gonna be like anyone else's. We can't compare our unique role in the world to other people's roles in the world. And so much of our life uh, gets robbed by comparison. I mean, I've been guilty of this. This is why it freaking made my list, you know what I mean? Because it's like, I can sometimes allow comparison to keep me from living out, and it stunts me from living out my real purpose in life my meaning in life, my reason for being here on planet earth. And so what we have to understand is our role is unique and we don't have any competition. When you can get beyond that very sort of, you know, Western American capitalistic mindset of, you know, competition and profit and value based on, you know, how many likes and shares and views that you get, when you can move beyond that, you begin to open up all of the possibilities for what wants to happen through your incarnation and know that you have a unique role and that no one else on planet earth has your story. Your story is completely unique to you. 
And it's your job to do the work. It's your responsibility to do the work to make sure that all that has been given to you to realize in this life comes to fruition. And you're not going to be able to do that if you're continuously comparing yourselves to others. And so if you're comparing yourself, you have to learn the art of seeing other people as inspiration, not as competition. You have to see that they are not an opposing team, that rather that they are your teammate and they're doing whatever it is that they're doing in their own way. Everyone has their unique role to play and their role might look very similar to yours. Like being a content creator is something that a lot of people have a role to do in the world. But I can't compare myself to other content creators or teachers because I'm my own person. I have my own story. I have my own life experience. And it's my responsibility to do the work of how that gets out in the world for the continuing healing of all creation. And so what we have to do is move beyond comparison to unlock us to live into the full highest potential of our life. Number seven, you are deeply content and grounded in this present moment with awareness that you are enough without expectation of the future or regret of the past. And one of the most important things of the spiritual life is to be grounded right here and right now. A mantra that I often tell myself is, there is no future, there is no past, there is only here, there is only now. And whenever I repeat this mantra, it helps free me from all of these expectations of the future. We have all of these things, again, like we're trying to clench our fist and make things happen in the future. We need things, perceivingly, we need things to happen in a particular way. Or regret of the past. We are constantly thinking, thinking about all of the stuff that has happened that has came up to this moment. But as we know in the spiritual experience that there is nothing other than this moment. While you are watching or listening to this right now, there is nothing other than here, now. This eternal present moment is all that there is. And we become content and grounded in that. And we become immovable and unshakable whenever we continue to orient ourselves toward the present moment without anything else to distract us from this here-ness. And that is spiritual growth whenever you can learn to have that sort of centeredness and groundedness regardless of what you did or didn't do or what you might do or might not do, that you are here enough grounded in presence. Number eight, you realize your oneness with God and are filled with gratitude for this incarnation. Here's the thing. So many of us, we have bought into this illusion of separateness. And whenever you begin to progress on the spiritual path, you begin to see this amazing union between you and creator or source. And what happens is you begin to be captivated in this place of knowing that you and God are one. It's in the same way when Jesus says, I and the Father are one. There's some verses where Jesus says that he is separate from God in, in some ways, where he's like, I can only do what I see the Father in heaven doing, and I can only, you know, act on whatever I hear Father saying. Father is just source or the origin of all creation. 
And whenever Jesus says that he and the father are one is he's showing that he's dissolving the illusion of separateness. And so we have the ability to do that very same thing. As a matter of fact, Jesus says, you will even do greater things than me. And so what he's really looking at and what he's embodying is this reality in Genesis one, where God created humanity in his image and likeness. And this illusion is when the ego or the devil, the serpent figure comes and tells Adam and Eve that they need to eat of the knowledge of good and evil, the tree, eat from the tree and that they will be like God. Well, that's a lie because they were already created in the image and likeness of God. So they already have that and they're being sold a lie that they need to do anything other than be who they already are. And so for us on the spiritual path, we begin to realize we just be who we are naturally in the true self and the core essence of our being. And the core essence of our being is wrapped up in the fullness and the presence of God. And we begin to become filled with gratitude that we have the ability to live into the fullness of our life, knowing that it is God emanating in us and as us in the world. These are things, these are eight signs that I have witnessed in my life. And I'm curious, what are signs that you would put on here? What, what are things that you would say are signs of spiritual growth and spiritual maturity? Let me know down in the comments what you would add to this or take away, or let me know which one is your experience right now. We'll see you on the next video.